Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Myth of the Strong Leader, a riveting exploration authored by the eminent Archie Brown, an emeritus professor of politics at Oxford University. This book unravels the fascination with charismatic, seemingly omnipotent leaders, challenging the notion that such figures are ideal for steering democratic societies. With incisive analysis, Brown dissects the factors that propel these leaders to the forefront and warns of the perils when they seize the reins of power. Crafted with the scholarly expertise of a political analyst recognized with the W.J.M. McKenzie Prize for the acclaimed works The Gorbachev Factor and The Rise and Fall of Communism, this book is a revelation for those interested in the dynamics of leadership and authority. It is a must-listen for students of politics or history, individuals curious about the ascension of authoritarian leaders, and aspiring leaders who envision a just and fair approach to governance. Join us as we explore how the myths of strong leadership have shaped the course of global politics and democracy. The Myth of the Strong Leader Political Leadership in the Modern Age. Introduction The Allure of the Iron Fisted Ruler Unpacking Society's Fixation on Strength. It's a fundamental choice that feels almost like choosing between light and darkness, a vibrant democracy, or the oppressive grip of a totalitarian regime. No prizes for guessing which most of us would lean toward. So, why then does the concept of a strong leader one who rules with an unyielding grip, holds such an appeal in our collective imagination. Despite our preference for democratic values, we often find ourselves inadvertently drawn to the idea of ordering autocratic strength. This fascination doesn't come out of the blue. The media plays a pivotal role in shaping our perceptions of leadership. What makes the headlines isn't the intricate, collaborative processes of governance or those silent, diligent contributors to political machinery. Instead, the spotlight invariably falls on singular figures, those striking, lone wolves of statecraft. And the narrative is clear. It is the leader, and the leader alone, who holds the reins of power and authority. This narrow media framing distorts our understanding of true leadership leading us to value decisiveness over dialogue and authority over inclusion. In the process, we forget to celebrate and demand other, arguably more vital, leadership traits. Humility, the willingness to reach across the aisle, and an open ear to divergent perspectives. Let's challenge the narrative, shall we? It's essential to deconstruct this myth that champions strong leaders as society's invaluable champions dive into this intellectual expedition to discover why the allure of a prevailing leader may not always translate to effective governance and societal well-being. What you will unveil here is not just the misunderstood power dynamics of iconic offices like that of the President of the United States, but also an introspection into why leaders like Britain's former Prime Minister Tony Blair fell victim to their self-created legend. You'll also explore the magnetism of foreign policy for those who thirst for a broader stage to project their influence. It's an uncovering journey to redefine strength in leadership and to shine a light on the silent yet formidable power of the collective. Part 1. Unraveling the Myth of Political Prowess Why We Get It Wrong 
What shapes the portrait of a political titan in the public's eye? Is it the thundering oration at the podium, the impassioned headlines, or the artful dance of lobbyists behind the scenes? While these elements do influence public sentiment, they peddle a particular brand of leadership, one that's more spectacle than substance. In an age where the media wields a lens that magnifies every move of the political elite, we're sold on a narrative where the central figure overshadows the collective. The focus zooms in on this archetypal leader, larger than life and seemingly imbued with boundless sway, dwarfing the intricate web of democracy and the critical players within it. This skewed perception dilutes the electorate's awareness of the democratic infrastructure, fixating instead on the emblematic figurehead steering the ship. Leaders, too, are sometimes prisoners of this constructed image, as was the case with Tony Blair. His memoirs sing a solo tune of triumph, crediting himself with the Labour Party's triptych of electoral victories, perhaps inadvertently casting a messianic shadow over his political legacy. Blair's self-portrait is a testament to a broader tendency among leaders to internalize the myth of their omnipotence, further solidifying their larger-than-life image in the public consciousness. The overemphasis on a leader's fortitude has also transformed political arenas into gladiatorial contests, where strength and weakness become the primary yardsticks. We've seen it in the political theater of the United Kingdom, where conservative head David Cameron once sought to brand Labour's Ed Miliband as feeble, only to witness the script flipped against him during times of party dissent. Ironically, the political ring favors not just the strong, but the sagacious, the ones who know when to retreat from peril. Yet the public clings to the mirage that true leadership equates to unrelenting power, finding comfort in the thought of a resilient figure at the helm. But therein lies the peril. This illusion can nudge society dangerously close to the precipice of totalitarian rule, where democratic values become the sacrifice at the altar of strength. It's a sobering reminder that sometimes the greatest show of leadership is not in the wielding of power, but in its judicious restraint and the acknowledgement that strength is, more often than not, a collective endeavor. Part 2. Leadership Transcends Strength, The Virtues of Humility and the Art of Listening True leadership is a tapestry, woven with more than the coarse threads of strength. It's fashioned from the delicate strands of humility, the kind of modesty that invites critique and paves the way for constructive dialogue with political counterparts. Such a leader, tempered by humility, can judiciously weigh varying views and broker compromises where lesser figures might stumble and falter. Yet, if modesty is one thread, what other fibers combine to craft a leader of merit? Knowledge is undoubtedly paramount, but it's the recognition of its limits that marks a leader's wisdom. Far from knowing it all, discerning leaders surround themselves with a mosaic of experts, voices from varied walks of life, whose specialized insights offer a worldview far beyond the leader's own grasp. Imagine the weight of a decision if the only counsel comes from one's own echo. Leaders who bridle at the wisdom of their ministers or rebuff the nuanced expertise of specialists in fields alien to them run the treacherous path towards folly. After all, 
history is often kinder to those who listened more than they spoke. Consider, for instance, Britain's Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher. Though her leadership exuded the quintessential aura of strength, she did not rise or rule in isolation. Thatcher's reign was as much about the robust networks of informed voices she curated, a testament to her diligence in harnessing expertise. Conversely, the downfall of a leader can be swift when expertise is sidelined or when an entourage of yes-men supplants a once diverse council. Such was the tragic political ballet danced by Tony Blair, whose isolation from his chancellor, Gordon Brown, spelled his undoing. It was the antithesis of collegiality. Blair's strained relations with Brown and the simmering undercurrents within his own party ultimately led to his resignation as prime minister. Let this be a beacon for those who aspire to lead. The strength of a leader is not a measure of their inflexibility nor their isolation. It is gauged by their capacity to embrace humility, to absorb the counsel of the knowledgeable, and to fuse these virtues into the kind of leadership that not just survives, but thrives in the crucible of public service. Part 3. Shared Power and Collective Leadership The Keys to Lasting Impact In the Annals of Governance and Policy, where seismic shifts and enduring reforms are etched into the fabric of nations, there lies a subtle yet powerful approach, often overshadowed by grand narratives, the practice of collegial leadership. It is in this collaborative spirit, far removed from the limelight's glare, that some of the most transformative governments have sowed the seeds of progress. Collegial leadership is defined not by the solitary figurehead, but by synergy, mutual respect, and a shared sense of purpose among a team. It flourishes in environments where responsibility doesn't rest on a single pair of shoulders, but is distributed among trusted colleagues, each contributing their unique expertise and perspective. Take, for example, the British government under Clément Attlee from 1945 to 1951. It was an era that saw the genesis of the National Health Service, NHS, a cornerstone of British society. The success of Attlee's government lay in his ability to galvanize his cabinet into a unified body, harnessing the strengths of each minister, such as Anurin Bevan, the architect of the NHS. The collective drive superseded individual disagreements, embodying a leadership style that was less about the figurehead and more about the concerted effort. Such a style can only thrive when leaders command authentic respect something that eludes many who are considered strong in the traditional sense. Another case in point is U.S. President Lyndon Johnson, whose tenure saw the landmark Civil Rights Act come into being. Johnson's leadership was characterized less by dictates from on high than by his dedication to the corridors of Congress, where he toiled shoulder to shoulder with lawmakers to achieve consensus. His relentless engagement extended beyond civil rights, leading to the establishment of Medicare and Medicaid, marking his presidency as one of America's most consequential, despite the blight of the Vietnam War. Johnson's legacy stands as a testament to the power of collegiality and leadership, carving his place in history through shared conviction and collective action. In the very nature of democracy lies the principle of collaboration, a symphony of voices, a blend of talents. It is, therefore, no surprise that the leadership best suited to steward such a system 
is one that mirrors its foundational ethos, a leadership of togetherness. For it is here, in the unity of diverse minds, that the true spirit of democracy manifests, guiding societies not by the might of one, but by the combined wisdom of many. Part 4. The Delicate Balance of Democracy Understanding a Leader's Constrained Authority In the theatre of democracy, where every act and scene is laden with the weight of public expectation and scrutiny, the role of the leader is beset by constraints. Far from the unchecked power often associated with singular authority figures, leaders within democracies operate within a labyrinth of rules and regulations that intentionally temper their reach. These democratic guardrails are not without purpose. Their design is to forestall any one leader, regardless of the charisma that might cloak them, from unilaterally imposing their will, a bulwark against the dangers of a one-person rule. Thus, other political parties, who too carry the mandate of significant swathes of the population, retain their voice and influence. What this achieves is a governance that is not a solo but a chorus, reflective of society's pluralistic nature. In venues such as the United Kingdom's House of Commons or the United States Congress, the heads of state encounter the symphony of democracy, a place where ideas are debated, scrutinized, and sometimes rebuffed before they can crystallize into legislation. Leadership in such a realm is not an exercise of dominance, but an art of consensus building, a skill in rallying others behind a vision. Coalition is the cornerstone of such democratic systems, where success is less about a dominant march and more about a harmonious dance with representatives of diverse perspectives. A leader's prowess is measured not by the capacity to command unilaterally, but by the ability to create unity within multiplicity to carve paths forward that find echo in the hearts of the many. Consider the President of the United States, an office often perceived as the pinnacle of political power. Yet, the reality is a convoluted matrix of checks and balances with a distributed power structure encompassing the White House, Congress, the judiciary, and myriad other departments and agencies across 50 states. Such dispersion of power serves as a checkmate against the consolidation of influence, making it a Herculean task for any single president to champion sweeping, transformative agendas. There is, however, an ace up the sleeve of the American president, the veto power. This tool allows the president to counteract legislative decisions, earning the United States the moniker of a vetocracy. Yet even this is but a limited strand of power within the broader tapestry. In sum, the perceived domestic omnipotence of democratic leaders is often a mirage. Their true domain, and where they wield more conspicuous authority, lies beyond the water's edge, in the realm of foreign policy. It is here, perhaps, that the shadows of their influence stretch the longest, unencumbered by the domestic chains that otherwise bind their ambitions. Part 5 Navigating the International Stage The Expansive Reach of a democratic leader's foreign policy. When it comes to the tangled web of domestic governance, democratic leaders find their hands tied by a myriad of checks and balances. But the stage of international relations presents a different scene entirely, one where the reins of power slacken and a leader's influence expands, particularly in the theater of war. 
War, by its very nature, resists predictability, forever evolving in its methods and madness. Accordingly, the bureaucratic red tape that often constrains domestic decisions is scarcely present in the realm of foreign policy. This is where leaders, ensnared by the limits of their home turf, may be tempted to demonstrate their geopolitical clout. Unfortunately, the absence of stringent checks can sometimes culminate in catastrophic decisions. Case in point, the United Kingdom's leap into the Iraq War in 2003, a move largely orchestrated by the hands of then-Prime Minister Tony Blair. The result was a tragedy of immense proportions, brought upon by leadership that chose conviction over counsel. Blair's memoirs echo with the refrain of personal resolve, asserting that it was his prerogative to steer the nation into war by virtue of his office. This stance underscores a troubling pattern among strong leaders, a propensity to bypass expert advice and stride headlong into the fog of conflict. Amplifying the potency of foreign policy is the modern miracle of communication, the ability to converse and convey decisions at breakneck speed across the globe. Today's leaders live in a state of perpetual readiness, where the expectation to respond instantaneously to international incidents has become the norm. Such urgency diminishes the likelihood of measured, knowledgeable responses, raising the stakes of -of spur-of-the-moment diplomacy. The ripple effects of hastened and uninformed foreign policy decisions can span continents and echo through the ages. A leader's rush to war, motivated by a distorted view of strength, can reshape the very bedrock of a nation, setting the stage for successors charged with the task of healing the scars left by their predecessors. It's a stark reminder that true leadership, particularly on the global stage, should be wielded with a careful hand, guided by wisdom, not just willpower. Part 6. Behind Every Charismatic Leader The Confluence of Crisis and Societal Change There's a common misconception that the ascendancy of a political figure is solely due to their magnetic personality. In truth, the emergence of leaders, particularly those with an aura of charismatic authority, owes as much to the circumstances of the time as to the force of their character. Desperation is a potent force in the political landscape. In times of crisis, When populations grapple with the complexities of war or economic turmoil, there is a marked tendency to gravitate towards figures who promise swift and straightforward solutions. This allure of the charismatic savior often flourishes in the soil of collective angst. History offers poignant lessons on this front, with Adolf Hitler being a prime example. While his oratory skills were undeniably hypnotic, It was Germany's dire state in the aftermath of World War I that primed the country for his meteoric rise to power. Economic chaos and national humiliation became the kindling for his incendiary ascent. Similarly, periods of significant political transition set the stage for the emergence of domineering figures. When a nation shuffles off the chains of authoritarian rule, the nascent understanding of democratic process can leave a vacuum filled by the allure of strong leadership. Evidence of this was seen in post-communist societies where, according to a 2007 survey, a substantial portion of citizens expressed a preference for decisive leadership at the expense of democratic integrity. 
The credibility of democracy itself also shapes the public's reception of authoritative leaders. When oppressive regimes masquerade as democratic, the resulting disillusionment can sow seeds of doubt about the efficacy of democracy to address societal woes, inadvertently bolstering the desirability of assertive rule. Leaders also ride the tides of political fatigue. Figures like U.S. President Barack Obama, former President John F. Kennedy, and Britain's Tony Blair all captured the zeitgeist of their era, not just through personal charm, but because they represented a shift from a status quo marred by prolonged incumbencies or serious policy blunders. In essence, nations navigating through the stormy seas of internal upheaval and external pressure are often the crucibles that forge leaders of remarkable strength, for better or for worse. These leaders become symbols of their time, their rise a confluence of their compelling presence and the critical junctures on which their societies pivot. Final summary. The popular notion that the hallmark of effective political leadership is sheer strength is a myth that warrants re-evaluation. In the intricate dance of democracy, the leaders who leave the most indelible mark on history's pages are not necessarily those who command with an iron fist, but rather those who embody modesty, value the counsel of expertise, and champion the unity of voices. The capacity to navigate the delicate balance of leading and listening, of asserting and uniting, is far more indicative of a leader's potential for success. When faced with the pressures of crises or transformation, societies are particularly susceptible to the allure of strong personalities. However, such leaders, while charismatic, can propel nations toward precarious paths, characterized by tumultuous domestic policies and impulsive foreign decisions. In the final analysis, the essence of sterling leadership in democratic contexts is anchored not solely in the ability to exert power, but in the wisdom to collaborate, the humility to learn, and the vision to forge consensus amidst diversity. These are the true measures of strength that can steer societies through challenges and toward enduring progress. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.